Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, Sound engineer Jose Rodriguez and Anne Michaels. Odd Bits and End Pieces would like to thank the City of Bloomington and Leah Hughes for allowing us the use of their facilities. Two bits. Who was it that said a lie can run around the world before the truth gets its pants on? Oh, that doesn't sound right. Why does the truth have its pants off? Maybe it's just chilling in its house clothes? I bet that's why the lie's running. The truth answered the door like Donald Duck, and the lie wanted to get the heck out of there. Donald Duck? Sure, with no pants. So it ran away. It couldn't handle the truth. But, no, no, now that I think about it, the truth needs to get its shoes on, not its pants. Oh, to chase the lie? So, no pants? That might be a truth that doesn't need to come to light. Well, I, I would assume it's fully clothed when it leaves the house or, or its apartment. Fully clothed? What is it trying to hide? Wait, did the lie steal the truth's clothes? Yeah, what is the truth already wearing in this scenario? If it's nothing, then it might need to put more than just pants on. Pants, bare minimum though, right? Absolutely. Well, I still think the phrase is about the truth's Shoes. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely pants. The truth was doing something it didn't want the world to see. The truth is not always a good thing. The truth is always a good thing. Oh, what if it isn't even the truth's place? Maybe it was at Lies' fiance's house. That's why it has to get its pants back on. Yeah, well, I was going to be marrying Fib, but then Fib gets busted with the truth. So then Lie takes off running all the way around the world. It's a big truth. And naked truth comes out of Lie and Fib's apartment. With their dog slander barking behind it. And the truth gets bitten, Heiney. And that sounds like a legal battle waiting to happen. So even though truth was definitely caught in the wrong bedroom, it takes its illicit lover, Fib, and the fiancé, Lie, to court, saying that truth was attacked by their dog, Slander. I do not envy that court stenographer. And what if there's a polygraph test? Oh, I know this one. You have to ask what the other person would say and go through the opposite door. The door to what? I don't know. The bathroom? Probably the locker room if the truth is still pantsless. Well, the truth should stand bare to the world. Okay. Here's a truth. I wish you would stop scratching your butt in public. Uh we see you. No, no, I never scratch. And there goes the lie, like a starter pistol sounding. Come on, Truth, get those pants on. You can't come out here all naked. No, no I don't do that. And the Truth is really struggling to get out of the house this time. The Truth will set itself free. Four bits. Hello, everyone. This is Joan Griffith, your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. The musical selection for this episode is a tune I wrote and am performing called Birds of a Feather. I wrote this song for my jazz mom and mentor, vocalist, pianist, Carol Comer. 
She invited me to play in her band and be part of the Kansas City Women's Jazz Festival from 1978 to 1985. Thanks, Carol, for the opportunity, the education, and above all, to really teach me the meaning of it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Six bits. Game show. Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces quiz game. There are three topics in each game and three questions with each topic. Each player will get their own topic and questions. If they cannot answer a question correctly, the other players can steal a point with a correct answer. Each question is worth one point. The player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner. And as host, I can change the point total whenever I want. Our players today are Lee Johnson, Joan Griffith, and Anita Ruth. All right, we're going to start with Joan Griffith, and we're going to start with a category called Dogs and Cats. Okay, Joan, what breed of dog got its name from the German for growler? What breed of dog got its name from the German for growler? Uh, I don't know. You don't know, Anita or Lee? Any guesses? No. No, Lee, and no, Anita, it's the Schnauzer. The Schnauzer got that name from Growler. Okay, Joan, how many pussies 
graced the label of a 15-ounce can of Puss in Boots salmon-flavored cat food. One. One is incorrect. <laughs> Two. Two is correct, Anita. <laughs> Two pussies graced the label of a 15-ounce can of Puss in Boots salmon. All right, and the third question, Joan, what's a male beaver called? You know, I think I used to know this. Is He's called... A buck. A buck is correct. Very good. I, honest to goodness, didn't think anyone would ever get that question. So after round one, we got one for Anita, one for Joan. Now we're going to go to Lee on mix and match. Lee, how many balls did an 1885 baseball player walk with? How many balls did an 1885 baseball player walk with? Two. In, in a best-case scenario. Two is not correct. I'm sorry, but I see where you're thinking there, Thank you. Anita. Thank you. Joan? Three. Three is incorrect? Five. Five is incorrect. The answer is six. You know, we're talking 1885 when I was a young man, so it's kind mm. of in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Kaylee, your second question, what's one-third of one-third? Ooh, that'd be one-ninth. Very good. Very oh, good, Mr. Whoa. Math. I'm impressed with that answer. And your last question, what part of the body consumes 40% of the blood's oxygen? What part of the body consumes 40% of the blood's oxygen? Uh, my guess would be the stomach. The stomach is incorrect, Joan or Anita? The brain. The brain is correct, Joan. So after... Two rounds, I believe we have the score is one for Lee, one for Anita, and two for Joan. Very good. And our last contestant, Anita Ruth, we're going to go with music. Who succeeded the Beatles as Britain's most popular group in a 1970s poll? Who succeeded the Beatles as Britain's most popular group in a 1970s poll? The Who. The Who is incorrect. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones is incorrect. And Lee doesn't know. Sit in the Sex Pistols. Led Zeppelin. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Anita, your second question. <laughs> Who are the three big B's of classical music? Bach, Beethoven, Brahms. Very good. Yes, those are correct. So right now we have two points for Anita, two points for Joan, one for Lee. Our last question, what Paul Simon song asks the musical question, is the theater really dead? What Paul Simon song asks the musical question, is the theater really dead? The Boxer. The Boxer is incorrect. Joan? I don't know. No 50 answer, ways Lee? to leave your lover. I'm sorry? 50 ways to leave your lover. No, no, Lee. I, it's just the question we've all been asking ourselves, so I don't know. The answer is the dangling conversation. Oh, of course. So of course. we have Joan <laughs> and Anita tied at the moment. So we're going to give you a tie-breaking question. And, and how the, are we to answer? We, should we raise no, our you hands? No, blurt, you blurt like you've never blurted before. Blurt. And we're going to go with... Music again. Who's been dubbed the first lady of country music? Dolly. Uh, you're both incorrect. <laughs> so we'll go to another question. Uh, the answer was Tammy Wynette. We're going to go to geography. What U.S. state produces the most toothpicks? What U.S. state produces the most toothpicks? 
Maine. Maine is correct. How did you know that? Okay, Anita Ruth is our winner. Thank you so much for playing our quiz game. Eight bits. Hello, gentle lady. Nice hat with bells. Jingle all the way. You look like a poetry aficionado. Do you enjoy a delightful rhyme? Probably not from someone in curly-toed shoes. Especially not limericks. Ah, pish tosh. Surely you jest. I happen to be a magnificent poet. Right. Look, jester man, I'm hungry. Buy my poem for sooth just twelve ninety-five, and your appetite will be satisfied. No thanks. It's time for food and deceit. Oh, but mum, I do entreat. Rhyming. Good lord. My love for verse shall never be bored. Seriously, Mr. Tights and Tunic? A fateful accident made me a... Please leave me alone. Oh, do throw me a bone. Good shot. I couldn't pass that one up. Please place some coin into my cup. Look, I'm going to get another giant turkey leg. I'll pick up a wine slushy you can put on your... Injury. I pray I don't need surgery. Fine. Give me a sample of a poem. Oh, Mom! From your mouth I swear you'll foam. As rabid for my words you'll be. We've just one rating. I swear you'll see. Well, that was your one. Bye. No, no, no. It is not. Uh, 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 one moment while this jester ruminates. Uh, right. Feast your ears upon this. My underdraws hung on the line. Getting fondled by summer breeze fine. They came unattached through gate left unlatched. My neighbor cried, now they are mine! What did I say about limericks? Forget about the wine slushy. But wait, I have more. Uh, why must a limerick be shirty? Is that right for a minstrel past 30? My maturity brings more depth to all things. Now my poems must be graphically dirty. Just leave me alone. There once was a wench from Nantucket, drawing well while her up with a bucket. She felt the rope slip as she lost her wet grip, and she stomped away yelling out, Ow! Where did you get another giant turkey leg bone? I keep a supply of them in a pouch, just in case. Just in case of what? It's the Renfest. There are limericks everywhere. Oh, I... Oh, I have a much different poem. Uh, much more artistic. Will you hear it? No. No, you couldn't be more delighted to? That's not what I said. My name is Paul Bevins of York. My home had only one fork. When I was first born, my mum was forlorn. So she got a refund from the stork. Leave me alone, you goon or I No, you'll beg for more. There once was a jester whose mood made him to me very rude. With limericks he'd blab, to my last nerve he'd stab. Now through a straw he must eat all his food. Right. Uh, well, uh, enjoy your turkey leg. I'll just, um, uh, good day. Hello, everyone. This is Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. And my guest today is vocalist, um, actor, um, many other things, Anne Michaels. And, uh, Anne, what are you going to sing for us today? I'm going to sing a little George Gershwin. Uh, Our Love is Here to Stay. The more I read the papers, the less I 
comprehend the world and all its capers and how it all will end. Nothing seems to be lasting, but that isn't our affair. Fantastic. Ah, thank you. You sounded great. Well, I was just hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like vocal and guitar. I think it's a nice, you know, it's a very intimate kind of sound. Oh, it's one of my favorites. My Some of my favorite albums are the Ella Fitzgerald, Joe Pass records. And and to do that little number with you felt very evocative of that. So oh. thank you. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> high compliments all around at that rate. Um, so I know you uh, basically um, as, a, as a singer, actor, and seen you in a few things and been in a few things with you. And actually reading your resume, I've discovered that we did Bernstein's Mass together. We did? We did. Oh, my gosh. That was a fun project. Well, it had its moments, I got to say. <laughs> yeah, there were, I had a lot of friends in that show with me. Um, we just, we had such a good time and 
poor Bob knew had to herd us all like cats because we were just so excited to be in the same room together and singing that beautiful piece of music. It is an awesome, an awesome piece to get the chance to perform for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking over your resume and I just overheard you saying the other day that you uh, have done My Fair Lady three times. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's on your wish list of of, of musicals you haven't done? You know, there are there are a lot of musicals that I haven't done that sort of have passed me by and I just have to let go of them. But I think there are plenty of Sondheim shows that are still available to me. I'd love to do Follies. I'd love to do um, a little night music. Um, I'd love to do Into the Woods. There are a couple roles in there I'd love to play. I just really, I just think that um, those characters are, uh, aren't they rich? Um, they, they have a lot of heft to them. You get to really use your acting chops as well as your singing chops. And, uh, so yeah, I think, I think anything Sondheim that anyone would let me play, I would, I would not say no. <laughs> not say no to that. And anything else, anything uh, kind of uh, on your wish list that you <laughs> think they'll never happen, but it would be really fun if it did. You know, I people ask me this, and I'm really bad at it because I sort of fall in love with the things that I'm currently doing or that I have done. I, I have these love affairs with, with pieces. Um, but I love the classics. I mean, my voice is really, my voice is really uh, trained classically, so I sort of fit well into those categories, but I can sort of uh, verge into uh, jazzier type uh, musicals as well. A lot of things that are currently being written are written for, you know, bigger, beltier voices than I have, but I, you know, I do what I can. And, uh, you know, I, I really love the musical Next to Normal. I think that is just an amazing piece of theater and the music is really gorgeous. You know, and whether or not my voice is particularly suited to it, I don't know, but I I love to try. And I, and I think sometimes bringing a different texture of a voice to a role that people don't expect can be really interesting and keep you really in the moment. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's a show that doesn't get done so often. So yeah. it's very interesting. Um, so I always like to ask this question, too. Is like, what was the first piece of musical theater that got you even interested in this genre that you remember hearing? Um, I remember, I mean, the thing that just gutted me was Sunday in the Park with George. I had watched on PBS Channel 2 in Fairbaugh, Minnesota, the Mandy Patinkin, Bernadette Peters, Barbara Brin version of Sunday in the Park with George. And I taped it on the VCR and I watched it over and over again and I made my family watch it with me. And um, I just was so moved by the piece that I thought, I want to do that. I want to make people feel the way that I feel when I watch that. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, and do you remember how old you were when you heard that? I don't know. Maybe I was uh, 17. Ah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up with musical theater. It just wasn't in my, you know, I, I, we had the TV, the ones that were shown on the television, you could watch The Sound of Music and Fiddler on the Roof. And, and uh, you know, there were just certain musicals that were shown, Singing in the Rain. Those are the ones that I knew, but I wasn't exposed. So I didn't really come into it until later in life. Yeah, well, that's a great place to start, I right. think. So, well, thank you so much for being on our show today. It's been my pleasure, truly. Thank you. Put a vaccine in my arm Get me off this fucking farm A vacation, that's for me Preferably by the sea With a Mai Tai in my hand Do a face plant in the sand When it's your turn Do the same Take a trip down memory lane Ride the rails to sea and shore Hug your people to the core We'll get back to normalcy. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Can someone refill my Mai Tai? Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. We would like to thank our sponsor, York Dental, at the corner of York and 76th Street in Edina, Minnesota. Dr. Silva, Inez, and Jelinek's award-winning practice will gently take care of all your dental needs. You are my sunshine, my